0: What are the other songs on your playlist? I just want to know.
1: Here is my list of best of the best. These are the ones where... Okay, so I split it up into two because I have a... I have some that I really like, but I have some that are like my jam jam. Like, if I could, I would put this jam on every piece of toast. (laughs) And those five songs are... Ah! Hi, I'm Lizzie, and I'm Hazel, and we're Carrot and Stick, a new writing podcast, wait, a writing podcast well-established that's all about trying out weird writing advice on the internet and seeing if it actually helps in fighting writer's block. It makes me so happy to take that word new out of the intro. I'm proud of us. I'm proud of us too.
0: So this week for our third episode of Challenges, we went with a challenge called Pump Up
1: Jams. Hazel and I both made really epic, energizing playlists full of our favorite pieces of music, and every day before we would sit down to write, we would listen to one song in its entirety and just get super energized, but then after we finished the song, we would write in absolute silence.
0: Absolute is maybe an exaggeration. Also probably impossible.
1: That's true. Also, uh, there was that one day where I went to the cafe and they were playing... They were playing some ABBA jams, and I was like, how can I go get some white noise to block this out? I need to jam to it.
0: It's just a whole pump-up jam hour.
1: It really was. It was great. They were just going through the discography of, like, ABBA Gold, the, the, the album that's all of their best songs, and I was just like,
0: ah! And, like, as much as you enjoyed that, I guarantee you there's somebody in that cafe who was hating it,
1: <laughs> who was just dying. Probably, but their loss. I And I made sure that they could see that I was jamming. So how many words did you write after listening to Pump Up Jams all week long?
0: After last week, I said that I was going to have a really hard time writing this week because I was starting a new job, which was true, but I wrote 1,450
1: words. That is so many words. I am so proud of myself. That's really impressive given that you had a major life upheaval. How about you? I wrote around 1,000, which was I think it was pretty good. I was traveling and working at PAX West, though it's really PAX Prime. I think we all know that. (laughs) And um, (laughs) make PAX Prime again. Anyway, um, I was volunteering at a booth there, and so I had kind of a weird atypical week as well. So getting 1,000 words written was pretty great. Honestly,
0: for a convention weekend, I always require like two days afterward to just do absolutely nothing. So I'm impressed.
1: I mean, I have been doing a whole lot of nothing since getting back, so, uh, mission accomplished! So I think both of us were working on the same things we've been working on in previous episodes,
0: so not a lot to change there, right? Yes, I would say that's the case. Did you think the challenge was a success? You know, it worked pretty well for me, I gotta say. It's hard to see the downsides of a fun challenge like this, but also I used a program called WriteMonkey, and I don't know if there's a Mac version of that, but I used it on PC, and it's a writing program. It goes full screen and kind of takes away all of the like taskbars and things like that to distract you. But it also has this feature where when you type, it makes little typewriter sounds. Oh. So it wasn't in complete silence. When I typed, there was sound feedback. Oh, that's cool. And then after I, I finished the song, I kept wearing my headphones, which makes the silence less obvious,
1: I feel. When you complete a line in that program, do you get the whole like... Kuch-kuch? Like, oh, that was not what it sounds like. But like, you know, it has like a little bling. It didn't go
0: bling. It um, it has a return sound, but it's not as pronounced as the like traditional typewriters, which I actually prefer. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not annoying, but it's just enough to kind of like make you feel like you're interacting with something. That's cool. It's a good program.
1: It's also free. I hope that it's available for Macs. I want, I want this program. There was, there was a program similar to that that Ben found at one point that I want to say was called like. Ohm or something? I have tried Ohm yes. Oh yes, yeah, it just generates kind of like wow whoa, wow whoa, whoa, sounds.
0: So there was a time where I was just like, I'm gonna try every single writing environment I can. And I tried Ohmwriter and I tried WriteMonkey Monkey and a bunch of others. And I couldn't get into Ohm Rider. I don't know why, but WriteMonkey is, like, just enough for me.
1: Oh, that's cool. I want to try these. I feel like these should be challenges. It
0: could be. Hmm. We, but I don't want any challenges to require money, is the thing.
1: Oh, are they paid apps? Ohm is, is
0: paid, yeah. Oh, interesting. WriteMonkey is free. But... And stuff like, um... Oh, what's that really fancy one that everyone uses for, like, drafting long pieces? It's the one that has a really uh, fancy screenwriting function.
1: I feel like I know what you mean, where it has, like, note cards as an ability, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, that thing. What's it called? We'd be, like, the worst advertisers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This episode was brought to you by Um? Um, writer? Hmm. Um. (laughs) Ah, ooh.
0: (laughs) But anyway, back to the challenge. Uh, I feel like it was also really helpful to have a clear, like, starting line for when writing begins. Because normally writing begins whenever you say it begins. But if you have this song, it gives you the time to mentally prepare and get excited to write and think about what you're planning on writing today, and then you just hit the ground running as soon as it's over.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I felt like the Pump Up Jam totally worked. I felt super energized to write, but I felt a little bit lukewarm on the writing in silence afterward part. Um, I actually already had a Spotify playlist before we did this challenge that was just called DO IT in all caps, where I had a small selection of really good energizing songs that specifically weren't related to what I was writing necessarily, but were curated based on will they make me feel awesome and like I want to sit down and write. So I used that playlist for the most part. But once I started listening to the jams, all I wanted to do was keep listening to the jams.
0: I actually had the total opposite where... I think I preferred this style of music to having a general writing soundtrack to the whole time I'm I'm working. And um, like you, I have a general pump-up playlist, and mine is called Stay Determined, and it's very cute. But um, I think that, like yours, mine is not tailored to anything I'm writing in particular. It's just a general, like, songs that make me feel good and happy and and ready to not die. But the pump-up playlist can be tailored to whatever mood I'm wanting to write toward, and it doesn't have to last several hours for it to be effective. So I actually like this more, which I, which surprised me.
1: Oh, interesting. What surprised me about the challenge was that I usually write in silence, actually. So I was really surprised when I didn't want to. After I finished listening to my, to my do-it playlist, um, one, one pump-up jam just made me want to listen to the rest of my pump-up jams. Though I would turn the volume down significantly when I was actually writing. So I just had like the you know, I had the energy from hearing the songs faintly, but not the distraction of the words. But yeah, it was very strange since I usually write in silence. I was really surprised that I didn't want to.
0: I normally can't write in silence at all. So like, this was the total
1: reverse for me. That's crazy. We both discovered something completely new about ourselves. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I usually find that auditory stimulation is just Really distracting to me it's actually a problem sometimes living in los angeles because we have a lot of helicopters the lapd owns like some ridiculous number of them because they can get past all the traffic by flying over the city and sometimes the helicopters will be circling and when the helicopters circle and i'm trying to write i'm just sitting there being like ah ah," like i just it's it disturbs me so much like having something that's auditorily annoying (coughs) my cat can just really throw me. Like, I just, I'm like, I need it to be quiet in here.
0: I have that to a much lesser extent. Like, if I'm listening to music, it can't have any language that I can understand.
1: That's why K-pop is so great.
0: Yeah, so, like, K-pop's getting dicey because, like, the better I got at Korean, the harder it was to concentrate because my brain would try to pick out the words that I knew. No! That means that, like, English and Japanese are totally out, and I can't listen to songs that have lyrics in either of those languages when I write. So it's just mostly instrumentals for me at this point.
1: Don't worry, there's plenty of industrial German music out there waiting to be discovered.
0: Yeah, can I get access to Ben's Pump Up Jam playlist? Oh
1: yeah, for sure. He's actually way better at curating playlists and using Spotify in general. Like, my Do It playlist had not been super updated in a year or two. I'm so bad at finding new music. That's why I need you, Hazel.
0: Yeah, I will send you my playlist. But also, listeners can find our playlists on our blog.
1: Which is... Carrot and Stick Podcast dot dot com.
0: So you can go see the full list of the songs that we used for this week. But what was your favorite of all the different pump up jams that you used?
1: I think my favorite was Homemade Dynamite by Lord. I really, I'm really digging her new album. I feel like it has. It captures a lot of interesting emotions, even though weirdly lyrically, it's about like nothing. <laughs> no offense to Lord, is it's cutting deep. <laughs> it's it's set during a house party, and so that's about as deep as the lyrics get. But it's it's just like it's it's good. I feel like I mean, my thing is I really like songs that are fast and energetic, but are in minor keys, and it's hard to find a lot of music that fits that bill. And I think a lot of her songs kind of do, and they're they're cool. I like it. What was your favorite jam?
0: I don't know about favorite, but the one that I did last night, and so the one that's sticking with me right now, is a classic, Many Moons by Janelle Monae.
1: Ooh, I don't know if I've heard that song, because I'm terrible at music.
0: It's really good, you'll listen to it after this, but it's, it's actually the opposite of what you were describing from the Lord song, where like it's really lyrically heavy, and if I wanted to listen to it while writing, I would not be able to concentrate, but thankfully, because it's a pump-up jam... It's all good. Oh, that's
1: cool. Also, I like how you said that I will listen to it. Not, you could listen to it, or maybe you'll listen to it after. I will. <laughs> there goes the rest of my afternoon. Just pump up jams until the sun sets. On that
0: note, what held you back this week? What was what was not so good?
1: Um, I would say traveling. Traveling always puts a damper on productivity a little bit. And I think it's easy when you're traveling to beat yourself up when you aren't achieving a high word count. Because you really have to sneak in that writing time. Like, I planned to write on the plane, for example. That did not happen. But when I did sit down to actually write for a good chunk of time, like this next hour is the only time I can write today, I felt like I did get a lot done. So eh, I guess it was a toss-up. Productivity born of desperation. (laughs) What about yourself? Whole new job,
0: whole new set of introvert exhaustion. So... I really do love my new job. I'm very excited, but it's just the matter of having to adjust to like a new set of responsibilities and a whole new open office layout that makes it harder to write afterward.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I did feel like this week writing in coffee shops helped me, so that was nice. Going outside, it really does work wonders, I feel like. Also, the creative and very friendly energy of... PAX was very nice. But yeah, what helped you or inspired you this week?
0: Uh, I feel like I talk about nothing but anime whenever it's my segment to talk about things that I like, but that's fine. What you see is what you get. So this week, uh, Reddit user Yayu on the Hunter Hunter subreddit brought back this Togashi quote, and Togashi is the uh, author and artist of Hunter Hunter, Mm -hmm. um, from like 2016, and it was his comments on how to be a good manga artist hmm. And their translation of the quote was, please study how to write stories. If you find that difficult, then please create amazing characters and then let them move. Leave it to them. If you want to become a manga artist, you don't have the free time to waste drawing art. <laughs> Everyone was like ripping on him in the comments for just for basically saying like, it's fine to not be a good artist because he has this bad habit of like putting out chapters where the art is like not exactly polished, but Uh I totally agree. Like, I feel like the craft can come later so long as you have exciting stories to tell. Yeah. And as someone who kind of like struggles with where they are in the craft, hearing that like, look, so long as you have fun, exciting stories that you are eager to tell, then it's fine. You can work on the craft later.
1: That's true. Also, even if you're only like 300 hours into your 10,000 hours or something, you're logging that time as you keep working on things you're passionate about. So there's no rush.
0: Your 10,000 hours?
1: Yeah, 10,000 hours. Of what? Oh, it's... Okay. This might need some Googling. <laughs> um, there's this guy. Okay. <laughs> I'm like trying to think about how to phrase it. Let's, let's just be realistic. There is a white dude <laughs> who came up with some completely subjective amount of time that it takes to master a skill. So he said that if you spend 10,000 hours at anything, you will master it. So that's where that comes from. That is not an achievable challenge in one week. But I think I, I think there's truth to it. But I also think it's an annoying idea. I'm torn.
0: Let me, hold on, let me hash this out. I'm pulling up my calculator because I can't numbers. Haha, <laughs> writers.
1: Oh, yeah, are you trying to figure out the number of years?
0: Just the number of days, but I guess by extension the number of years.
1: Yeah, I guess the number of full-time days doing it's definitely some years.
0: Yeah, so it's uh 417 days.
1: In the end, that adds up to be something like five years if you're sleeping and probably longer if you don't have a day job, or if you have a day job, it's probably even longer, maybe 10 years. I don't know. I also had a screenwriting professor in school who said that you should give yourself a five year plan. And if you don't achieve something in five years, then you should give up. And I was like, that what? Okay, sure. I mean, if you just need a time frame, I guess you can go by that. But that seems really sad, because I feel like I don't know, I know a lot of stories of great artists of various varieties, who tried a lot, Longer and harder than just five years.
0: Yeah. I'm still trying to wrap my head around that, actually. Because, like, what does that mean if you don't achieve something in five years? By... If you've done anything, you've achieved something.
1: I know, right? And his argument was definitely, like, if you have not sold a screenplay slash you cannot support yourself as a screenwriter within five years... I think he meant like in five years is the amount of time in which you can backpedal and choose something else without having ruined your life over it.
0: That's pretty pessimistic. I I mean, I can see how you'd want to then consider a different way of earning income on top of, you know, continuing to write. But that's also a different conversation entirely.
1: Yeah. Also, I don't think I know anyone who could just not work for five years especially out of school, just like, oh, I I mean, unless you have like a trust fund or something, for the most part, neither one of those is realistic to not have a day job ever and work for five years continuously or the converse of that, like, so it seems really arbitrary. Yep. So anyway, so that's where the 10,000 hours comes from.
0: Okay, thank you.
1: Plinking our way there, one key at a time. So what are your goals for next week?
0: So after all that talk about, you know, spending time (laughs) and word counts and stuff, I noticed that I tend to write in little, like, 500-word spurts toward the end of each day, like, ten- usually really late at night. And if I can, during this next week, I would like to block out at least one session to sit down and have at least two hours to write. Even if I only spend one hour of that writing, I want to give myself, like, a significant
1: amount of time. Nice. That's a really good goal. Thank you. I'm just hoping that with a normal week at home, without any travel or anything, Like that in the way I'm hoping that I can finish up this opening for my novel finally, because then I'm going to just power through to the end.
0: When you say power through to the end, you mean like power through to the end of the novel or the end of the
1: opening? To the end of the novel or just making sure I do a sweep with all the little changes that have to happen for every single subsequent chapter, because it's just very slow going with like writing new material for the first chapter. But the little the little edits that I have like for the rest of the book are more about spotting instances where things need to be fixed or changed for the better.
0: Yeah, making things consistent.
1: Exactly. And hopefully that's faster. But it still takes the amount of time it takes to read a book.
0: Yeah, it is this is true.
1: What was our overall judgment for pump up jams? Thumbs up? Medium thumb? Thumb down? Thumbs way
0: up, I think. I really enjoyed it. I can see how you wouldn't want to make this like a, I have to do this every single time I write type thing. But if you find yourself having trouble getting started, and you just need that extra push to get yourself sitting down in front of the word processor, like, do it. It's it's fun. And even if you don't end up writing afterward for whatever reason, or if you have to turn on additional background music or uh, noise, you still got to listen to a great
1: song. What is the loss? Agreed. I thought it was super effective in getting me energized. I give this one two thumbs up.
0: Also for me, for the process of making a pump up jam playlist that kind of matched what I was writing, it was a good chance to reflect on my characters and what kind of music I feel like reflects them.
1: So next week's challenge is buddy writing. Whenever you sit down to write, see if you can do it with a fellow writer. That's basically what buddy writing is, right? You can go to a cafe or invite someone over to your house. Basically, your goal is just to see if you are more productive when you have someone else sitting there who kind of is subliminally holding you accountable. If you cannot find a writer, a productive friend will do.
0: You don't have to think about it in terms of being accountable either. You can just think of it as when you are creating something and very hard at work, you put out good creative vibes into the air that everyone else around you can feel and be inspired by.
1: That's fair. I sometimes turn into, like, the writing machine that is, like, boop, 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 boop. And so, uh, yeah. (laughs) I feel like I definitely sometimes have the more negative, like, this person is judging me and whipping me into shape, and maybe some of my writing is motivated by, like, sort of negative, like gotta get it done or else what will this person think? Oh no! (laughs)
0: We understand if you can't find someone to spend your writing time with for every single time you write this coming week, and that's totally fine.
1: Yeah, agreed. I think as long as you're paying attention to if you are getting more or less done when you're working with someone, that's kind of the most important thing to walk away from this challenge with.
0: And hey, if it ends up working out really well, you could set like a regular, this is the time for buddy writing every week time.
1: And if it's terrible and all you do is get distracted and show each other memes on the internet... I mean, now you know that you need to write alone. <laughs> so we'll check in next week and see how it worked for us. So, Hazel, you know what time it is now.
0: It's time for weekly favorites. My weekly favorite um, during my decompression time from all of my job stuff this week, I watched a lot of Haikyuu, which is an anime about volleyball. Don't worry about it. It's great. But the most recent chapter of the manga, which is currently being published, is a chapter titled uh, Kenma's Theory of Willpower. And that was inspiring for obvious reasons. I love this character so much. So I hope anyone else who's currently reading the manga also enjoyed. What was your weekly
1: favorite? I juggled a lot of really good books this week, and that was really fun and inspiring. I read the first third of The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas, when I was on the plane, fly up and back from Seattle. And I also read a little bit of Hilled by Nicola Griffith. Uh, yet I finished none of these books. So it's just enough to get inspired by the openings and, you know, just fun different worlds. Also, sometimes it can be relaxing to read books that I would never write you know, I mean, I, this is dumb, too. I definitely get stressed out sometimes when I read young adult fantasy, because that's the genre of my choice to write. And sometimes I read them. And when they're bad, I start getting upset that I can't get my book published yet. And when they're really good, I'm a little bit jealous. And so it's sometimes it's really nice to read books where I'm like, I could not have written these. These are amazing. But I definitely this is not I don't have this knowledge. And I cannot write at this level. So Anyway, I enjoyed them for that reason.
0: I feel that way when I read, like, basically any book. Like, I'm always, like, this author's way of looking at the world is so different from mine and I could never write this, which makes me, like, happier to read it. But I don't know. Kind of conversely, I've never felt read a book and been like, I could write this.
1: Oh, no. Well, I'm just a terrible person. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I have read a lot of like, no, 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 I've read bad books. I definitely have. And I've also, I mean, and sometimes this is a good thing, too, that keeps me inspired as well, is that I talk to other people who voraciously read young adult fantasy. And when I dislike some of the books and they dislike the same books, I'm just like, I know that there is a niche in this field that I could fill of trying to write stories that don't always hit these same tropes and things, so.
0: Yeah, but even these, like, quote-unquote bad books, like, I don't think you could write those if you tried.
1: Oh, that's true.
0: Yeah, like, there's people out there who love that kind of stuff, and, you know, every everyone needs to, to have their niche. It's okay.
1: Yeah. No, that's fair. I know, I'm just, like, I'm getting so angry and passionate. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, this was a garbage book! <laughs> who's the carrot and who's the stick, Lizzie? I'm starting to wonder, <laughs> am I the stick? <laughs> All right, should we wrap this baby up? I think so. We should wrap it up like it's Christmas time.
0: If you'd like to keep up with us in real time,
1: you can reach us on Twitter at Lizzie and Hazel. And that's Lizzie with a Y. Also, if you want to talk to us directly by asking us a question that we will answer on a future podcast episode, you can go to our Tumblr, .tumblr carrotandstickpodcast.tumblr.com and click on Ask Carrot and Stick and type us a question and you may end up on the podcast or at least your words will. And all we care about here are words.
0: If you're allergic to Tumblr, you can also reach us at carrotandstickpodcast at gmail.com.
1: You should really get some allergy medicine for that, though.
0: Thank you so much to Slime Girls for our intro and outro music, which is You Belong off of the album No Summer, No Cry. I should have included this in my Pump Up Jams mix, actually, because now not only did I already love the song, but I associate it with our show now and with writing and being productive and
1: supportive. So good, so good. We will see you all in episode four. Go find a buddy, write some words.
0: this is Hazel, signing on here at the end to let you know that there won't be a new episode of Carrot and Stick next week, actually. We had a family emergency on our end, so we'll be taking the next week off. You can expect a new episode on the week of the 25th, and until then, just say hi on social media or send us an email, and we're hopefully going to be able to put some new writing positivity in your ears soon. Until then, take care.